0: Yeah, Cuse is in the house! Tennessee, Dayton, back-to-back games against Dayton in the NCAA tournament. Hey, you gotta love it, though, the Cuse is in the house. I'm Jim Sinecropi, special edition of the Upstate Orange podcast here. Special Selection Sunday edition. I got Brad Connor, the professor, holding on the line. I got Kevin Korzineski in studio. We're gonna talk about the brackets. We're gonna talk about the Cuse, who's involved much different tone for tonight's show than it would have been had we not made the tournament after being on the bubble and i don't know about any of you q's nation but every time we've ever been on the bubble we we always don't get in so i don't even know what to think but i I thought we were in going in and and we were so uh brad what's your reaction to the 10 seed your instant reaction
1: it's a reaction I'm pumped. How can you, uh, as a Syracuse fan, not be happy about that? I mean, this is a team that was on the outside looking in. We're watching all the results this weekend, wondering if anybody's on the bubble and then off or off the bubble and uh, or outside the tournament and then in. And, and this team was written off for dead after the pit game, and now all of a sudden we're in the tournament. How could you not be excited about that?
0: Yeah, it is exciting. It's a second lease on life. And uh, as I mentioned before, in-studio, Kevin Corsey. Um not a big Cuse fan, um, so he might bring some levity to the conversation in here, but uh, a regular guest of our Selection Sunday special. Welcome in studio.
2: Thanks for having me down again for the Selection. You know, it's either sit home and watch it or come down and spout off about it. And uh, I'm happy Cuse is in, Jim. I really nice. am. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm a Duke fan, but because you know I was born in Syracuse, I live around the area, uh, I've watched a lot of Cuse games this year, Really glad for them to be in. It just encourages uh, all the college basketball fans in the area to be happy about it. So it's, it's good for me in the tournament because college basketball is my passion. Uh, it's the one thing in my life that I love and I've been watching the selection show since I was 14. I, I was telling my 11-year-old son tonight, ago. I, I used to sit down and make my own little brackets. You, know, you couldn't just go on the internet and print them out. Yeah, that's I said right. I used to have to draw out all 64 teams, and I would do it. I'd draw it out during the day. I did that through college, you know, and I just love this time of year. But happy for the Cues. You know, if they weren't in, I wouldn't have been surprised. If they were in, uh, I'm not surprised. But the 10 seed is shocking. I mean... And, 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 you thought
0: they'd be at 12?
2: Yeah, I thought they'd be, one. Yeah. you know, I mean, you want them in, you want them out, I thought they'd be at least playing 12, maybe the 11 playing, um, but the 10, but when I saw the things come out, and I didn't, you know, the one thing that, I, Brad, I don't know if you saw, but I know Jim did because we were texting, but the brackets leaked, somebody sent me the brackets after the first two brackets came out. Leaked brackets, yeah. You know, but I'm watching it, and I, I'm going, you know, geez, Cincy, look at Cincy, where they're at, and... USC, where they're at, and these guys got high seeds with 19 wins, you know, and and, and I'm thinking, man, Syracuse had a shot. You know, they went power conferences. That's what they did. And, you know, I, I don't like that. I'm not a fan of the average power conferences in, but... That's what the committee went with this year for whatever reason. I listened to two interviews already with Joe Castiglione, the, yeah. the, the chair, and uh, I think him and his band of jackasses were drunk <laughs> today. But uh, a lot of a lot of sketchy things going on. You know, not sketchy, I shouldn't say sketchy, but just a lot of curious things. So anyway, happy for the Q's. Yeah. Surprise with their ten seed.
1: Of course, you talked you talked about the leak brackets, and I, I saw the same thing. I was following the the, the, re, the reveal on Twitter and, and saw that and. You wonder if there was, you know, you, you're, you're skeptical when you see it. And I wanted to believe it, but seeing Syracuse as a 10 made me skeptical, quite frankly.
0: Then it started matching up.
1: this team was going to get in, they were going to get in as a, uh, in the play-in game. And to, to, to see him as a 10 seed, you know, it gave me pause. Like, well, maybe this isn't legit. Maybe we're going to have to see this play out on TV before I believe it.
2: Yeah, you know, and, and that that leaked bracket came out, and I'm, I'm looking at him I'm like, holy cow, this is real, you know, this bracket. This got leaked on Twitter. <laughs> so, you know, a friend of mine sent it to me. I said, this is, this is holy, look, it's it's pan, panning out. So I started looking through, and I, I was just disappointed in the low to mid-majors. I'm a big fan of the George Mason runs. A couple of years ago, Dayton had an awesome run, and they played Syracuse. We were just talking yeah. about it. And, you know, you're not going to see those that many teams do that this year because there's just not that many teams like that in. It's like St.
0: Bonaventure was the one I thought. Yeah, I thought St. Bonaventure I mean, could have been. 29 RPI. Yeah. But. Gotta feel safe if you're 29 RPI.
2: St. Mary's. I've been a big fan of Monmouth all year. Now, if Monmouth was in the ACC, would they have the same record as Syracuse? Probably not. You know, just the eye test of seeing both those teams live this year. Syracuse is better, but what is Monmouth to do? I mean, you know, they, well, you they saw,
0: they had seven losses. They have to have four losses or yeah, five losses. Yeah, you know.
2: But I, I disagree. I when they played one home game out of conference. Yeah. One home game out of conference.
0: That's the only thing that hurts. That and
2: they have to schedule these games three years in advance to play. They can't – they're not calling people tonight saying, hey, Syracuse, will you play us next year? You yeah. know, Syracuse is – no, they're not going to play my mouth. They've got to they get these teams so far in advance. So normally over the last five to seven years, probably more, the committee has rewarded that. This year they went with chalk, they went with power conference, and that's a decision that we'll go on with, and it is what it is.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, hey, as far as uh, Syracuse goes, let's real quick just recall that game, the first round of the ACC tournament where, and this is the thing too, Syracuse is going to get in or out of the tournament based on whether they win or lose that game, and, you know, it's it's a one-point game, it's tough, uh, and, and looking back to, like, we won the battle for Atlantis, I think there was five tournament teams in that field, so... And the St. Bonaventure win, um, we had wins against teams in this field like UConn, Texas A and M, at Duke. So I thought I felt comfortable going into it, and I'm glad I wasn't because I felt comfortable too um, when we were, I think, 21 and uh, 21 and 10, and a 19 and 12 Stanford team got in instead of us. Yeah,
2: once you start seeing those other teams get in, it, it starts to make you feel a little comfort. You know, Bayham was on there, and he said. I saw a couple teams get in, and all of a sudden my stomach settled down, and I felt a little better about where we were. And
0: Somebody should have showed him the leak bracket.
2: Yes. Yeah, well, I wonder if he didn't bring that up and why it was leaked. And CBS went to a new format this year with a two-hour show, yep. and they took their time announcing it. And mm-hmm. I wonder if somebody got mad and said, you know. I got mad. Yeah, I got mad too. Just announce it, you know, and then yeah. break it down after. But they want ratings. They want. It's always about money. Everything's about money. They're
0: hurting the product, though, in the end. You know, that nobody wants to sit there for two hours. And, you know, more and more people will just say, you know what, I'll just check out online like two hours right. from now. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here. Two hours is too
2: long oh, for was something like that. Oh, terrible, too. Did you watch it with oh, Barkley with I the touch I screen? Watch, I watched Charles Barkley and knows not a thing about college basketball I'll talk about teams he had never even heard of. It, CBS just puts out the worst production. Ever for this, you know, I I just wish ESPN had it. And but. the
0: worst is that they're previewing brackets that they haven't announced yet. That's all anybody's been doing for the past, you know, two weeks is talking right. about who's in, who's out, and they're still doing it during the selection show. The selection show means give us the brackets and get get out of here, so we can get going, so we can start filling them out.
2: Yeah, uh, they, they uh, that was a poor decision, and I, and I, I it's got to be, you know, that thing got leaked according to Twitter, like an hour before the selection show, you know, and, and John Calipari, I don't know if you saw him get on there. He went nuts, not about the leak, but about the, the, you know, them being a four seed over Texas A&M who they just beat yesterday. He goes, obviously that bracket was done yesterday. You know, he goes, so right. I hate the committee and I hate, you know, the chairman of sec who's making us play on Sunday. And Oh, by the way, now we got to go play Thursday. I don't like the way he goes about his complaining, but geez, he's got some great points.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I, I don't understand why any conference tournament would want to hold it over till Sunday. It, uh, well,
2: especially and it shows the way today that the committee's making their picks early this morning or late last night because yeah, how do you how does Kentucky beat a And M handily today and get low, get a lower seed?
0: Yeah, with all those things being pretty equal. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's always been a big mystery, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, so, Brad, in this in that Pittsburgh game. At the ACC tournament, we got our wish. They benched Cooney. They played Frank Howard, and I thought things looked pretty good.
1: They they had a, a I think a better match set of matchups to to battle pit, and I think they they get stagnant when Cooney's in the game, and you see it. and And Frank Howard was penetrating. He's getting in the lane. He was dishing <laughs> to open guys. He's drawing the defense. Like. And and that's that's been a missing link with this team for a long time. They pass around the perimeter, away for an open shot. If Malachi Richardson is getting into the lane, that changes the dynamic. But to the extent that that's not happening, Frank Howard can be that guy. Without Cooney in the game, I think that you know that was, that was what we were saying. If they can limit Cooney's touches, they've got a chance. And the second half, they did that until unfortunately the very last five seconds.
0: Yeah, and Frank Howard was in when he was in there. Five assists, two turnovers in.
1: And one, one bad turnover. And that, oh, the Alex, worst I turnover think, of the year. To, yeah. his, his, him not playing at the very tail end.
0: Doesn't hurt so bad. Thinking about it now, though. That yeah, it doesn't matter. Tournament. But watching
2: yeah. it, you know, and I was rooting for Syracuse in that game because I'd certainly rather see Syracuse in the tournament over Pitt, but really didn't matter Um, in the, you know, hindsight. But Howard's the guy, first of all, you set a screen. I understand that Benajay's double teamed. But set a screen for him at least, okay? Yeah. Plan B is to go to Cooney, and I know he's mad at Howard, but isn't that why Howard plays because he's a playmaker? You're only down one. You're down three. Cooney's got to be in the game. You're down one. You need your most athletic, best ball handler, playmaker to do exactly what he's supposed to do, and that's make a play.
0: Yeah, and the other thing is, well, give it to your fifth-year senior, right? But Uh, your fifth-year senior pulled up for three with two-and-a-half seconds left in a clear lane to the basket. And the whole season on the line. Well, your you know. fifth
2: year senior better get his head out of his butt, or it's going to be a quick tournament showing. Yeah, well, he's, he, he's, he's got one thing on his mind, and that's,
1: just, that's to, to shoot a three pointer. It's what he does, so it's what he's what he's kind of always done. And in, in open in the open floor, he's much more content shooting a three than he is trying to get to the basket.
0: Yeah, not to mention the fact that uh, he, uh, you know, he doesn't. He, he was a defensive liability, I thought. You know when. I thought what ultimately had him come out of the game is they kept hitting open jump shots on his side of the zone with him late getting there for, with no reason, too. If you look at the way the set is, he's so far off and he's not really doing anything. And then he's late to get to the shooter. I mean, how many times in a row? Andy Rowans, for example, is was another fifth-year senior who was fantastic in the zone that uh, that got out on shooters. You see Bayheim pull freshman and sophomore for not doing it and I'm glad he finally pulled Cooney for it and I'm assuming that's why he pulled him either that or he got sick of having you know somebody on his team take 40% of the team's shots and shoot 20%.
2: It's hard you know Cooney's he's relied on for all these years but you take him out of the game you go on a 12 to 2 run I can't remember what the 12 to to 1 run without him and then Howard makes that one mistake and it's like Howard got you there but it's really hard for a coach to go back and say well I'm 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 gonna you know, you you got to go with a guy that you're. you're I was more shocked he did with, it at yeah. this point in the season, to and be he said with he it. went back and said he should have he should have never had Howard in to make that first turnover, right? And I, I you know, I disagreed, but you know, it's it's, well, it's it, easy for us to judge. Just you know? like
0: a lot of times this year, they get down, they press, they come back, and when they get close, he pulls it back, yeah. and you know, you're on twelve to one run. Just do exactly what you're doing. Don't change anything. Well,
1: I think that's. I mean, and that was part of the reason they they had that. They had Frank Howard in the first place. They needed to go high tempo. They needed to get steals. They needed to get turnovers. They got to, They had to go the full court. And and Trevor Cooney, there's no way he 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 would have no business trying to press in the full court. And we we've, we've seen that a couple times over the course of the last year or two. And it, it, he's just not well suited for that at all. And so Frank Howard could could be that guy. And then they had the uh, you know they, they had it close, and behind thought he could could control the clock, and he put it, put the guy in there that he wanted to have in there in the end, which. The, the, the unfortunate irony: two things I thought about. One, if Frank Howard had been in the game, he'd have gotten to the basket. Probably could have
2: gotten a layup. Probably would have beaten the guy off the dribble and gotten a layup. I, Number you know, two, I, I... the biggest irony of
1: it. So the first memory we have of Trevor Cooney, guys, was in the Final Four. Turkey's down three, and he comes. He goes barreling into the lane and turns it over. You know, <laughs> with five seconds left, and, and when they needed a three, and he tries to get a two. Right. The, the most recent memory we have of Trevor Cooney is they're up, they're up, they're down one. They need a two pointer, and he takes a three.
0: Yeah, and of course doesn't convert on any of the shots. Um, so do you think going forward into this tournament, into the Dayton game, that we're going to see Cooney play more like twenty-eight to thirty-two minutes instead of thirty-eight to forty, and you'll see Franklin Howard play more minutes?
2: I think that depends on the first ten minutes of the game. You know, Beheim's very loyal to uh, you know seniors most of the time. And Cooney comes in, he's shooting well. I, I think you go with him. And if he's shooting well, obviously you got to keep him in. Yeah. But if the, 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 doesn't really matter until he goes out in that first 10 minutes and sees what, you know, if he goes out and he misses the first couple shots, I think Bayheim gets him right out of there. I do. I,
0: I hope he does because that's what I would recommend doing with Trevor Cooney all year long. Put him in. If he, you know, is 0 for 2 or 0 for 3, see you later. You know, we'll try again a little later, but. You know, come sit next to me because I'm going to let Franklin Howard play. And if he'd done that more throughout the year, Frank Howard be more ready to play right now in the postseason. Um, but with that being said, I can't see any way that Syracuse wins the NCAA tournament unless Trevor Cooney makes a lot of three-pointers, right? Yeah. Well, you- I,
2: I'm sure, yeah. Even if Cooney comes in, he gets real hot. I don't see him winning the NCAA <laughs> tournament, you know. But they, they're going to need him to play well to win two, three games. No doubt about it.
0: What do you think the recipe for Syracuse success in the NCAA tournament is, Brad? I think we got to ride right, Benajay as long as we'll possibly take it. He's a guy;
1: he, he tried to put that team on his shoulders against Pitt, and he, he almost he almost got it done. I mean, he was he he was tremendous in that game, and you know, I think he's con- got to continue to be that guy. You know, I would love to see him be able to come off the ball and see Frank Howard have more touches at point, and that way, you know, you can get Benajay running off screens. You can get him posting guys up that are that are smaller than him. I think he can beat you in a lot of ways. I think benajay has got to be great in this tournament. And I think Malachi Richardson has to really, really be a focus of uh, of the offense too. I think I, I don't think you need Cooney to be great, but I think you need Benajay and Richardson to
0: to, to stand out. And I, I think both have that potential. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we do have potential. That's the thing. And you got NBA players and Benajay and Richardson for sure, right? And then. Um, yeah you got your wild card in Cooney. you got another wild card in Frank Howard, I think. Um, but I, I think you
1: need Tyler Lydon to hit some shots to open up the defense a little bit. That yeah, don't important. forget about you know, Lydon. Maybe, maybe three, three NBA three players. Three-point threat than Trevor Cooney is.
0: Yeah. Right? You'd love to see Tyler Lydon hit three or four threes a game. Yeah, and then uh, it comes down to our big guys, uh, Coleman and, and Roberson. Hopefully they can uh, – you know, hopefully it's the same Roberson we saw against Duke, um, but we've yet to see – Tyler Roberson really have a game like that against a good rebounding, you know, a more physical team than than this year's Duke team is inside.
1: Yeah, how long have we been saying we need to see the Tyler Roberson we saw against Duke? You know, I I tend to believe that was the aberration, that was the, the exception rather than the rule. Unfortunately, you know, I I'd, I'd, I'd like to see more of uh, Daylon Coleman had a double double against Pitt. I'd love to see more of that.
0: Yeah, that's true. It's not just Roberson; Coleman's shown flashes too. So. You know, I. you never know with Bayheim's teams coming into the NCAA tournament. Um, I'm not going to count them out. Can I, I can see them beating Dayton, obviously, right? I almost like coming into Dayton as more of an underdog than a favorite like we were two years ago. And um, then after that, it's Michigan State. And, you know, Michigan State's awesome and all, but there's no saying Syracuse can't beat anybody, right?
2: Well, I, I go to Vegas a lot for the NCAA tournament. Jim, you know that. I haven't been there in the last two years. and. The reason I go is not only to visit my brother who lives out there, but, you know, we like to sit in the uh, – Prostitutes. <laughs> no, not because of the prostitutes. <laughs> but we, we like to sit in this sports book and, you know, put a little money on these games. And if I'm looking at Syracuse right now, that's a team I, I, I kind of like with the numbers. You know, I don't know if they'll be favored. At, or, or I don't think they'll be an underdog. They're an underdog in the seed. But they'll be favored by two, three points, I would imagine. Yeah. And then <clears throat> going in, if they can win against Dayton, that means some things went well for them, um, you know, they're the, the zone slows down everybody. I'd love to bet Syracuse in that second game um, against Michigan State because Michigan State would be favored by probably six or seven points. Uh, not that Michigan State may not beat them by that, but that zone could – you know, the zone always yeah. creates problems for teams in the tournament. Yeah, we're stepping but, out of conference now. you know, it always is the reason why they exit earlier than they should, too, if somebody gets hot, you know, and, and we've seen that over the years as well. Uh, I'm real curious for somebody to ask – the committee why these guys are playing Syracuse was out last year with a self you know imposed ban which I hate but they were out and I believe the year before they lost to Dayton as a big favorite you know and uh, you know Dayton's got a great guard in Scoochie Davis but he's not much of a three point shooter he's going to have to slash and get by it but you know I kind of compare him not as much score but a Cat Barber and Cat Barber struggled against that zone you know in NC State so um, you know that's a great matchup and if I wouldn't be surprised if Dayton beats them, and I wouldn't be too shocked if they knock off Michigan State.
0: And let's say they did. Let's say they did because things happen, and um, Syracuse has had pretty good success against Michigan State historically. But then who you got? Seton Hall, Gonzaga, Utah, Fresno State. Bring it on, you know. If we get that far, bring on any one of those four. And I'll tell you what, if we get beyond that to the Elite Eight, you're talking about Virginia, which – Let's hope. I, I would hope Virginia would get knocked off. I don't really want to play Virginia, but give me Texas Tech or Purdue or Butler or Iowa State. Even um, you know, bring them all on. There's not. There's nobody on there that's you know. If we can beat that Michigan State team in the second round, well,
2: yeah, you know, Michigan State is a two. They should be a one. Virginia should be the two. Not sure about that one. I think that's a another hoax here. Michigan State wins the Big Ten. I think the Big Ten's better than the ACC, and I'm an ACC fan. Uh, I don't get it, but. Syracuse is playing a one seed, and, and uh, you know, you're looking way beyond in that bracket. Uh, I, there's a lot of teams that are bad matches, match up for Syracuse in there, even though they don't have the big names. Um, but, you know, that Utah team, if they advance, uh, they would do a good job against that zone. Uh, Seton Hall's got some good guards. So, you know, Virginia... They do, I think, really well against his zone. With yeah, the I don't want to, to play Virginia. That's
0: the one team in, in this whole bracket that um, I, I would be most concerned with. Although we did give them a somewhat of a challenge um, this year. Brad, look, well, how about the Midwest bracket for Syracuse? What are you thinking? Can we beat Michigan State? Will we beat Dayton?
1: Yeah, I think I think this team has a very very solid chance of beating Dayton, Michigan State, to me. coming out of the Midwest, quite honestly. I think Denzel Valentine
0: Interesting to see what the odds are. I don't know if they're even out there. Yeah, yet. no,
2: they'll come out uh, some point in the next 24 hours. But I look at that if Syracuse gets by Dayton, and that's a big if because I like the A10. I think Dayton's got a good team. They played this weekend with some injuries, and and they're they're not very deep anymore. Um, I'm a you know a big fan of the A10. So if they get by Dayton, I can't see Syracuse putting up more than 50 55 points against Michigan State. You know, Michigan State's top. They might be all they and, you know, need though. It could be if Michigan State doesn't shoot well, but. They, Michigan State's bringing tons of guys off the bench. They'll find guys to, to shoot against his own. And Look, know.
0: Michigan State will win that game seven to ten times. Yeah. But there's those mm-hmm. other three times. Yeah. Um. So let's take a look at some of these other brackets here. Uh, might as well go directly north from uh, the Midwest here In as far as the brackets on uh, my FingerLakes1.com printable brackets. Notice all the white space for your office spool even a spot there with name and email address. So you print these things off, and uh, you're good to go. And uh,
2: we're encouraging a lot of gambling tonight.
0: Well, this is for entertainment purposes only. <laughs> oh. You know, try your hand at predicting the field, or get an ESPN's bracket where you can win a billion dollars or whatever it yeah, is. If you pick yeah. them all, good yeah. luck with that.
2: Who's paying that bill? <laughs> uh, no, what's his name? He's out in the middle. Warren Buffett. Yeah, Warren Buffett. Thank you, Brad. It
0: becomes it really is impossible to do until you start getting hundreds of thousands of entries. Then all of a sudden, you know, there's just some chance of somebody. Yeah,
2: but I think like the last four years nobody's made it through the first two rounds. Yeah, it's right? impossible. It's, crazy. it's impossible. And 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 if you're gonna win it, you gotta be a huge fan of Buffalo Bulls, you know, who pull the upset. You know, the people that have get far, they pick yeah. these like crazy teams nobody really ever pick.
0: Yeah. So in the East Everybody's trying to get to Philadelphia, Uh, North Carolina, the number one seed. Um, Providence is in there as a nine seed. That's a tough nine seed. Indiana, um, Tom Cream bringing them back as the five seed. That Kentucky uh, Stony Brook game, Kentucky a four seed. Uh, Notre Dame's in there from the ACC, West Virginia. Our old Big East buddies are in there. Wisconsin and Pittsburgh, two teams that beat Syracuse. Uh, in, in that matchup alone, Syracuse was 0-4 this year um, against those two teams, Wisconsin and Pittsburgh, and um, Xavier and Weber State. And, you know, I almost think like the committee puts Wisconsin and Pittsburgh together because it's an intriguing type of matchup. That, you know, they, they admit that they do that.
2: No, it, they admit that they don't, and and that's a... They, it's talk about, they, do. they talk about these things. Well, we don't do that. It just happens. You don't put Indiana and Kentucky in Kentucky as a four seed and Indiana as a five. Like right. th- just admit that it is what it is. Yeah, we we like a little drama. It's good for CBS. It's good for college basketball. And the fans actually like it too. Yeah, when players go against coaches and all that stuff, it's great. It's but don't say that you don't do it, that it's just random that it happens. I I, I listened to an interview yesterday. One of the guys on the board one of the, you know. He says, "Oh, we don't do that, you know." And if <laughs> it happens, and I said, "Well, you guys are nuts, because it's all through, it's spread throughout this whole sheet."
0: Yeah, yeah, you could put anybody anywhere. So, Brad, what do you think about the East? Who do you like coming out of the East here to play Syracuse in the Final Four? <laughs> I think Syracuse could end up with a third matchup against
1: North Carolina. Uh, I, I like Carolina. Marcus Page is a, is a you know a senior. You love senior uh, senior backcourt guys in this tournament, and it, you know, to the extent that. He can lead this team. I think they've got all the weapons, all the tools. Um, yeah, obviously, Roy Williams knows how to win in this tournament. Uh, I think their toughest matchup, honestly, will be against uh, Kentucky in the Sweet 16. If, if if that matchup comes to fruition, I think Kentucky gives them a lot of problems. Kentucky's lost some lost some bad ones this year, but they've beaten some some good teams, and they can give Carolina some fits. I like West Virginia coming out of the bottom of that bracket. I, they just defend you, and the Huggins has had success in, the, in this tournament before. I don't think he's got the weapons to get past Carolina, um, but Huggins going against Xavier as a Cincinnati guy, uh, that will that's, be a fun matchup to watch. Um, Xavier's got a lot of good parts. Um, I just don't I think they're too young I think they're not their backcourt is, is is pretty young and not tournament tested I think that'll be a challenge for them coming out of the out of the east so I like, I like North Carolina I think they've got everything they need I don't think they're going to win at all but I do think that they're, they're the class of that conference which isn't really going on a limb since they're the one seed but but uh you know I like Marcus Page really leading that team
0: I kind of like Notre Dame as a six seed to be honest with you it's a law of averages type of thing right um, Corsey, how about you?
2: I hate Notre Dame and that that pick. But that's all right. <laughs> uh, you know, I, one thing I want to bring up with the, is the Big East, and you know they got Xavier here, and I think Xavier's a good team. I like Xavier's matchup, Wisconsin or Pittsburgh. Don't, don't, it's it's a nice favorable second game, so I think yeah. I think they advance. Um, I'm, I'm not a you know Villanova all year. These these Big East teams, we're gonna see now. You know, there's a lot of a lot of second round games where you're going to see the best team and maybe the American or big East against a mid level, big 10, big 12, ACC. And I I'll take those big level or mid level teams against the best in American and a uh, big East. Um, and, and that might be it. I, you know, I like Xavier too, uh, Brad, I g- agree with you. They're younger backcourt. Um, but you know, Wisconsin and Pitt, they're, you know, they're, they haven't been playing great. So, uh that that's a great matchup in that second round. Uh Indiana, Kentucky's awesome, but I like Providence. USC's got Andy Enfield. Remember he coached the Florida Gulf Coast a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Up and down. He likes that tempo. That USC team's young. They they have they haven't done anything um outside of their home gym. So I like Providence to win that game and I like Providence to run up and down with Carolina in another close matchup, you know, like I think that's going to be a good game. and if That would be a fun game to watch. Yeah, it would be a, yeah, be a game. great game to watch. The,
1: the, the tempo of that game will be real entertaining. And I
2: think Providence will be in, in the last three or four minutes, and if their star is playing well, he's good enough to take Carolina down. You know, So that, that, that wouldn't surprise me very much. But obviously Carolina is the class of this field. Um, Kentucky's good. ACC not good. Uh, so, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they lose to Indiana in that second round as well. Uh, they talk about the backcourt for Kentucky. Best backcourt they got going. Euliss is playing great. Uh, Murray's playing great, but I think Indiana's got the one of the top point guards. And when you have a great point guard like Indiana does, Thomas Bryant played at Bishop Carney for a little bit. He's, yeah, he's should playing great right on in Indiana. Should so, be Syracuse. yeah, he should be on Syracuse. But uh, I think Indiana can beat Kentucky, and I and I think they will beat in that beat them in that matchup. So Carolina's got to worry about Indiana, not Kentucky.
0: Yeah, fair enough. I uh, I can see North Carolina. Get it knocked off early, and Roy Williams crying. Ah, and, it would be great. When have you
2: seen Chris Dunn from Providence play? You know Chris Dunn's yeah. guard for Providence. Awesome, and because Carolina doesn't defend anyone well, a guy like Chris Dunn gets hot, gets 20-22 points, and they can keep it close because Carolina does that. They they play to their, the level of their mm-hmm. competition. Chris Dunn's the type of guy that could kill you in the last two, three minutes of an NCAA tournament game. I'd love to see that if they can get by USC.
0: So that's the East now. That's the same bracket as Syracuse, and you know, you should also let everybody know Syracuse plays at twelve fifteen p.m. on uh, Friday, Friday. So yeah. that is not that's lunch yeah, lunchtime.
2: Duke, Duke, and my favorite, matter all my teams I, I I like to watch. Syracuse twelve fifteen, Duke twelve fifteen. I hate those twelve fifteen games. On Thursday know? though, right? Thursday's Duke, yeah. Duke Friday's Syracuse.
0: Yeah. So it'll be. Yeah, I don't like them either. I don't like. <laughs>
2: I love them when i'm'm on, on vacation and watching them but you know I'd like not, to so. ease
0: into it a little bit i like I prefer the night games a little bit I don't I think syracuse um traditionally not uh, great at noon I think if you look at it historically um they, they're going to be in St Louis
2: yeah, which is close to Dayton Dayton yeah. travels well a 10 you know these these things are big things to look at when when you try to pick these you know syracuse will, will Syracuse travel in St. Louis? They'll get some. St. Fans, Louis right? isn't their biggest. Yeah. Syracuse
0: gets fans everywhere, but St. Louis isn't one of their biggest, no. bigger hotspots. If the game was in, you know, um, at the Barclays Center, for, for instance. Right. Uh, and,
2: but quite frankly, if you're going to get a 10 seed, really, Syracuse should be somewhere as far away from as possible. You know, sometimes you get that 12 seed and they reward you being home. They underseed you and put you close to home, or they, you know, they say, okay, we're going to give you the good number, but you're going to go somewhere far away.
0: Yeah, I agree. So. So, kicking it over to the other side of the bracket, into the uh, south region. Let's start up top here. Uh, Number one seed, Kansas. Then you got the 8-9 with UConn in there against Colorado. Maryland, South Dakota. California, Hawaii, Arizona against the winner of Vanderbilt and uh, Wichita State. Miami against Buffalo. The Bulls. New York's other college team. And... Iowa and Temple, and Nova against Asheville. Uh, this is a fun bracket. And first of all, let's, Corzi, what do you think about New York's other college team, the Buffalo Bills? Will they go farther in this tournament than Syracuse?
2: Uh, whew, That's a great question. They have just as good a chance as going. You know, they go against Miami. I love Jim Laranega. He's probably one of my top seven, eight favorite coaches in this field. Um, you know, they, they slow it down, kind of play like Virginia, athletic, big, you know, he made the run with, jo- uh, George Mason, you know, seven, eight years ago when they were the 12 seed went to the final four. Uh, I love that guy. I think he's one of the best coaches around players love him. They love playing for him. So I think that's a tough matchup for Buffalo. Uh, obviously Bobby Hurley effect is still there. You know, he really mm-hmm. did a good job of bringing some good recruits in. They have a sophomore guard. That's outstanding. Um, which was left over from one of his recruiting classes. Uh, He probably still wishes he was in Buffalo. He's out with Arizona State now and not in the tournament. But, no, I don't think Buffalo beats Miami. Uh, I think Miami uh, advances and plays in what could be Arizona. Uh, They've been up and down, but uh, no chance for Buffalo there.
0: How about you, Brad? Uh, Any surprises in the south region?
2: I'm not willing to pick it. But I think the
1: first one to lose could be Kansas against UConn. The 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 run that UConn just came off of, and we see what what that program has done recently with with postseason runs. You know, that, it, that's a team that's sort of on borrowed time a little bit. They hit that shot against Cincinnati to, in the four overtime game on Friday, and and then they they ran roughshod over the rest of the American this weekend. I I I see them continuing to play at a high level. Is it good enough to beat Kansas? Maybe not, but if there's any number one seed that's vulnerable in getting the Sweet 16, to me it's Kansas only if it's a matchup against UConn, a, a really hot UConn team.
2: Brad, we're going to have to put a little side bet on that one because uh, I think Colorado, the Pac-12 was overseeded a little bit, um, but I think Colorado knocks off UConn in that game, and they, UConn doesn't even make it. I just uh, UConn had a great run. I don't think they have the point guard play that they've had in years past, I th- you know I know they they did great in the tournament and they beat everybody and they they played good against Memphis today, um, but I think it slows down for them a little bit. They get back to a little bit of reality and Colorado wins in a real close game. You know it's an eight nine seed. Anybody can win that game, but. Um,
0: well, it's East Coast versus West Coast. You know, it's, where's you know, the better basketball? It's, I, I, it's that's the why I, I'll probably pick UConn.
2: America you know, and and that's that's fine. But that American, what is the identity of the American Conference? I know it's they terrible. Go down, they play in Orlando. UConn no, would
0: basketball would rather be in the Big East yeah, right now.
2: Nobody shows up to the game because UConn fans they're not even supposed to be in. They hit the three quarter court shot, which is the greatest shot of the weekend. <laughs> but you know, it was awesome. And but that was against Cincy, right, Brad? Yeah, was. Yeah, so you know. It, you know, he hits that shot, they go on, they play great, and I, I love the story, but none of the UConn fans were even there because they didn't think they were going to, you know, let's see if they win this, and then we'll go to the NCAA tournament and follow them. So, yeah. um, you know, what a, what a it's a great story for UConn, but uh, they come back down to earth, I think. And I, you know, I know that American Conference is really tough, but.
0: <laughs> yeah, it says.
2: Be- got in. To, 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 yeah, Tulsa, Houston, Memphis, SMU, UConn, SMU, yeah, SMU. I mean, it's all over the place. These teams are from Texas to Connecticut. It's, uh, it's I hate, I hate, I hate. All because of football. That, yeah. that
0: conference exists because yeah. of football money.
2: It's the land of misfit toys, is what it is.
1: They're the rejects. Yeah, yeah. Every, every every team in that conference wants to be somewhere else.
2: Yeah, I feel bad for those guys, but that's why I, that's why I'm picking against the man. I hate UConn. So.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't like UConn either. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm looking at this uh, bracket, though, and I'm wondering if it isn't time for Villanova to make a run, um, you know, all the way through there. It uh, seems to be pre- set up pretty good. And, of course, here's another example. They set up a potential all-Philadelphia matchup in the second round against Temple. Um, you know, a, uh, what do they call it? The way they call it, not the, the five. big
2: five. No, the, the, the uh... Hit the palestra. Yeah, they, they used to play. All these five teams used to play against each other out of Philly. And they they don't still do. do. They no, don't? they haven't done it in the last year or two. Um, I forget. The, something, big five. I think it's the big five. It might be the big, big five. five. I think they call it. The yeah, big five. They, they don't do that anymore. Another reason why I think these guys are matched up. Uh, certainly, Temple could beat Iowa. Three weeks ago, I had Iowa as one of my sleep Not, not a sleeper because they were doing well. They've kind of fallen apart in the big ten. Everybody's saying that they'll get it back together because teams will know how to guard them and, 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 and all of that set, but they got, I Iowa's just, they're good. I mean, I, Peter Jack is one of my favorite players in the country. You can fill it up. Um, I think, I, I think it's an Iowa Nova matchup and uh, you know, I, Nova's got to do what everybody else has done against Iowa and, 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 you know, play some defense on, on a couple guys and see if other guys can hurt you. Um, but I, I see Nova maybe going to the sweet 16 for the first time and, a long time, and they they get that monkey off their back.
0: And uh, upset special for me in this bracket, South Dakota State over Maryland. Yeah, that's I'm filling that in my bracket. And you know, when you you can't pick a bracket without picking a few of these, uh, you know, double digit seed win, winning. You know, right? Because it happens every week or every year. You just don't know who it's going to be. Is, what about a 16 seed beating a one seed this year? You see any chance of that happening you, anywhere?
2: I always look at that, and I, I didn't see it anywhere, um, you know. But of course, look, no, we we're going to be biased against Oregon because we don't see them play right. the championship games at ten. They get up and down, and they can really fill it up. Um, I, I don't see it there. Carolina's not going to go down. Uh, Virginia, no way. Hampton, Se- senior oriented a team, you yeah. know. But Hampton, right by Virginia, you know. I mean, they they got a lot to play for. But it doesn't happen, you know. Uh, it's, it's so hard. One, in, in that one thing, that Vanderbilt-Wichita State game, if you remember Wichita State, you've watched them over the last few years, Van Vliet and yeah. Baker, I think one of the best backcourts in the country. I love those two guys. They've won a lot of NCAA tournaments. Um, you know, look for that team to, you know, if they can get hot, beat Vandy and then go in with the Arizona game. Um, you know, Arizona's up and down. So I am just excited. I, I'm a big shocker fan. I like those two guys in the backcourt. They're 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 good players.
0: Yeah. That leaves the West, where Oregon's the number one seed, like we were just talking about. You got uh, St. Joe's against Cincy in there. Baylor against Yale for the first time since like the nineteen sixties. Yale's in there. And they get Baylor. Corsey's Dukies against UNC Wilmington, another little Manufactured matchup with a little yep. rivalry there, I guess locally. Um, Texas, Northern Iowa, which uh, you know, a twelve-loss Texas team getting in there is a six seed, I believe, and they got Northern Iowa, uh, Texas A and M, and Green Bay, Oregon State, and VCU. You know, I you know when I found out about the leak brackets were right after they um, announced the West teams. And when they announced the uh, that Oregon State and VCU were in, I really felt like Syracuse was getting in. I can't couldn't see either one of those teams getting in ahead of Syracuse.
2: I I think that's the same bracket, and he didn't say it that Bayham was referring to when he said when a couple other teams. And I was yeah. texting some people too, and when the, when I saw both those teams matched up against each other. I thought to myself, I can't believe Oregon State's in, and they're a seven seed. Yeah. And VCU's a 10 seed, and, and you know, like I said, I told you before I'm an A-10 fan, so not surprised that VCU's in, um, but was just surprised with their Oregon State, 19 wins as a seven seed. I mean, that's, that's how weak, I don't want to say weak, but that's the parody of college basketball this year. You know, yeah, no, They, they, they showed the, the, show the, the number of the one seeds. Worst, you know, most losses by one seeds combined in, in, in a long time, I think 13 years or something.
0: I think you could say weak. Sure. It's weaker than it has been in the past.
2: Yeah, the one and done's probably make it real weak.
0: Yeah, it's, it just uh, dilutes it a lot the It's a, if the big schools are losing the top players after one or two years, it's naturally going to lessen the gap between the rest of the country. I
2: I think Duke's a perfect example. They're they're 23 and 10. I'm a fan, but they stink so bad at times. You know, a perfect example is the Notre Dame game the other day, and and you know Luke Kennard's in there playing. He's three for seventeen, and Szczebski doesn't even take him out because he doesn't have confidence in other guys who I think yeah. should be in. But this Duke team, I I I hope they can beat the Colonials, you know, or the the UNC William UNC Wilmington. You know, they beat that team, then Texas Northern Iowa. I, I don't know. It's going to be, you know, I've, if Duke makes the sweet 16, I'll be the happiest guy in the world. Actually, it's Baylor Yale. Sorry. But, uh, you know, so Duke as good as they were last year. Lost three players. Tyus Jones, I never thought would leave for the NBA, probably regretting his decision, you know, and then, the, yeah. you know, and then uh, Syracuse so that, that, that's is another example of
0: it. Yep. We're supposed to have Tyler Ennis and Jeremy Grant right now. You know, I mean, yeah. it, instead we're, Ben and Jay's running the point, and we're just grooming Frank Howard now, and, and we, uh, you know, we're weak inside, uh, you know. And yeah. if
2: those guys stay, then these other talents go elsewhere, you know. Kentucky's yeah. not reloading like this all the time. Duke's not reloading like this all the time because, oh, geez, Tyus Jones is there. He's going to be there for three, four years. I don't want to go there, so I'm going to go somewhere else. I'm going to go to Syracuse. I'm going to go somewhere I can play.
0: Yeah, and Syracuse lost, you know, some recruits because of uh, – how stock the cupboard was, but then the other problem is, is that I think that Syracuse recruits guy, knowing that they're going to have some one and dones here and there, and maybe, maybe even thinking Jeremy Grant might have been one of them, although it'd been hard to predict. I know they didn't think Ennis was, um, but let's bring in some guys that we know are going to be here for a while that we can groom, guys like B.J. Johnson and Ron Patterson. And then when those guys don't work out, now we're s- screwed. You know, those guys transferred, and um, so yeah, when Beheim says he plays Cooney because. There's nobody better behind him. It's tough not to argue with that, yeah. except for Frank Howard.
1: Some way like he's a... created that situation, though, because he doesn't develop these guys because he doesn't play them because he has no confidence in them, and he has no uh, no tolerance to let them develop, let them build it to confidence. And You never saw B.J. Johnson or Ron Patterson get into a flow, and this season you've never seen it with Caleb Joseph. He could have been a capable player, three- or four-year guy, but he'll be gone after this year. I can't imagine he's going to stick around. So we're <laughs>
0: losing them at the top and we're losing them at the bottom. There's not going to be anybody left. We're going to get all our guys Tyler from Lydon's GD. a great
2: guy, four-year guy. I, you think four years yeah, because I think he so. started
0: popping up on draft? Did he really? Did, yeah, years. can you
2: believe that? No, because I think he'll get pushed around. You know, I yeah, he no way like Frank is he ready. Like, just take a look at what Frank Kaminsky's—he's struggling in the NBA yeah. this year, and he's bigger than Lydon, yep. but they're the same player, really. Um, yeah, I think Lydon's a four-year player. I hope so because he
0: could be great, great for you know he oh, could be, be great for, you for know, a college player. Hall of Fame type player. Hmm.
2: Oh, you're really stretching with that one, but.
0: Yeah, no, I was shocked too. Or you know, it was after the battle for Atlantis. All of a sudden, you see Tyler Lydon show up uh, as you know <coughs> on the NBA Draft Net and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, it's, and they weren't even saying this year; they were saying next year he pops in. And, his, and yeah. next year is like a late first round pick.
2: <laughs> it's crazy.
0: Yeah, so you know, looking at the West here, I got to... I, up here in, in the Northeast, I bet you hardly anybody has Oregon going anywhere, you know, come, coming out of there. Yeah, if you're, in your, office good, pool. If you're team, in your office right.
2: pool, I'm telling you right now, take Oregon because nobody else will because you're living, you know, you live in Big East country. Uh, you're not a West Coast fan, but they have thrashed some really good teams. Uh, they're, they're fun to watch if you get a chance to watch them. I'm not sure what time they play. Um, you know, Brad's looking at it because he's a big Cincy fan, right? And and how how do you feel about Cincy St. Joe's, Brad?
1: I don't think Cincinnati's got this consistent enough offense. I think St. Joe's is solid. I I like what they've done, and uh, Cincinnati they're just up and down, and and they can put it together, but it's not a team that can generate offense when they need it. They defend you like any Cincinnati team does, but. They don't have the ability to go far. I I don't see them getting past St. Joe's because I just don't see that. You know, it'll be a fifty-four to fifty-one game, and a, it it may happen, but I don't I don't like their chances to go very far.
0: And we talk about gaming up the brackets. How about the old Texas uh, Texas A and M potential second round matchup? Yeah. I mean, you know, come on, it's it's obvious. First they thought, they thought I had when I saw that
1: is they manufactured that one for sure. When Texas A and M is in the SEC, they want those teams to play. Yeah, a lot and that, of visibility to that game. And one mm-hmm.
2: game you might not want to watch is Texas, Northern Iowa. First one, the fifty is going to win. Uh, I you know, Shaka Smart, I'm real interested to in see how that is because they got rid of Barnes, you know, because he doesn't do anything in the tournament. Yep. You know, he Makes tournament, but he doesn't do anything with it. So a lot of pressure on Shaka Smart in his first year. Big fan of him. Northern Iowa, I think, is a great team. Um, but defensive oriented, you know, so it's really gonna be a lockdown game, uh, un you know, low scoring. But, it, yeah, Texas A&M, Texas. I mean, yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, Texas Tech, you know, another Texas team in there that I don't think should have been in. but
0: You know, even Oregon and Oregon State being in the same, um, you know, region here is, uh, you know, you got two schools from Oregon. right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Oklahoma down at the bottom of it too. I think they're going to probably be who I write in for the Final Four representative out of the West. Yeah,
2: you know, they're a team that I love watching play, too. A lot of seniors. Obviously, they got Buddy Heel, but they shoot a lot of threes, man. And if and if you know, Duke's a team like Oklahoma. If you are have an off night, VCU's going to beat you. If you have you know, if you have an off night, you're going to lose to somebody. I mean, I've watched Duke go down to some teams they should never have lost to in the last you know over the last ten years when they have early exits. It's, it's because they you know struggle to hit five or six threes and they shoot thirty five forty. So Oklahoma, I like them. Lon Kruger, big fan. Uh, but VCU, adva- Oregon State advances. I like Oklahoma. VCU advances, you, you know, like another tough defensive team. That'll be a great game. And, you know, you, we can sit here and pick all these teams, but you got to get a little lucky and you got to get hot. Yeah. If Oklahoma gets hot. They'll go right to the Final Four.
0: So, who do you like out of the West, Brad? I like
2: Oklahoma. I think they've got,
1: you know, they, 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 you'd love to see teams that have. Uh, a horse you can ride, and Oklahoma definitely has that. You know, a guy that's averaging twenty-five plus a game—that's a guy that can put you over the top in a tight, a tight spot. I mean, he, he almost did it. Uh, you know, the other night, almost hit the you know, game-winning shot in the Big 12 tournament, just you know, out of nowhere, kind of shot. Um, I like them in Oregon in the in the Elite Eight, and that's that. That's going to be a fun game to watch. Um, I just, yeah, you know, I, I, I just like Oklahoma coming out of it. Oklahoma, Texas in the Sweet 16 could be a fun game if that happens, um, or even Oklahoma and A&M. Um, I don't like Duke going very far. Like Corey said, you know they live and die with the three, and, and you know they could have an off shooting night, and you know it's it. They could it go in the first round, or they could they can make it all the way to the Elite Eight. I don't see them with enough Final Four talent, but they you know if you live and die with it, you've got the ability to. To ride the hot hand for a long time, or you got the ability to shoot yourself right out of it in the first round. So that's a uh, that's
2: the, the, there'd be a tough uh, tough pick to to see coming out of there. The one thing I liked about it I is do the, like Oklahoma, the Baylor zone with Duke. You know, I mean, they might be able to attack that zone um, with the shooting. Uh, but you know, I Grayson Allen gets twenty eight, trips somebody, win one game. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and see what happens against Baylor. I'd be very <laughs> happy if you know, as a Duke fan, they make it to the Sweet Sixteen this year.
0: And let's face it, any bracket, any matchup in this first round other than the uh, 116, is a legitimate chance there could be an upset. Anybody could win. And we've seen it before. That's why they call it March Madness. And um, it's just another reason to have a little hope for Syracuse. So we're coming up here on uh, getting close to time to shut it down. Let's uh, officially here. Officially, I want to know how far Syracuse is going to go. And I'll go first.
2: (laughs) Over under, over under. Yeah, over under. What over under? Two games.
0: Yeah, that's the the weird thing is I think if they go two games, that they can go four games. I don't think they get beyond. I think they can get to the final four, and they just don't seem like a team that once they get to that far could could do it. I think that's best case scenario, final four. But then again, the other side, you get to the final four, and with a team like Syracuse. One or two of those guys gets hot, and they can advance even further, but over under two oh, it's, the smart money would be under, but if they can get over, then look out you know it could be it could be nineteen ninety six all over again, over or under two Brad.
1: under
0: yeah, I knew that was coming. <laughs> you agree with me though that if they get by two or no, if they get by I, two are they- out in three. I, yeah.
1: I mean, every game stands on its own, right? I don't think this team – I don't think this is a team where you're like, wow, these guys are playing out of their minds, and I see a, I see a six, seven, eight game run out of this team. I think the the, the way – the style that they play, each game is, is predicated on matchups. You know, they, this team matches up well against some teams and poorly against others, and it's not that they're, they're hot and they get a bunch of hot guys. It's you've got a better opportunity to beat this team with your style of play than that team, and, and, and each game – as you as you go through this tournament, the zone is going to affect some teams more than it's going to affect others. I I I think they can give Dayton fits with it. Um, Michigan State, I don't I don't have I don't have as much confidence with. You know they get to they get to play UVA. We know how that matchup works against Syracuse's favor. So I I, I don't see this as a team that that rides a hot hand like we saw in '96 with John Wallace and like we saw in. Um, in 03 with that zone that was just stifling or in 13 rather mm-hmm. and, and obviously in 03 with you know Ryan Carmelo and McMurray shooting i don't see this as that style team
0: No i don't either I don't either but uh i see it as a team that can beat anybody you put in front of them on any given day it's just can they do it 6 times in a row that's where i would say no but
2: over so, under you, 2 yeah uh no under and I'm going to tell you exactly how it's going to play out, and this is why Syracuse at times does bad. Okay. Mid-major teams tend to shoot the ball a little bit better than power conference teams, and you might say, what the hell are you talking about? He's crazy. But they're not as athletic. They're not as high-round picks. But they tend to be decent shooters at three or four spots rather than one or two spots, mid-major teams do, because they, you, know, you get the great players that don't even look at their school, so they've got to find ways to do other things. Uh, but with that being said and the fact that Archie Miller thrashed this zone two years ago. Mm -hmm. um, Syracuse is going to be in one of those games where you don't know if they're going to win, and they're going to pull it out against Dayton in a low-scoring game, and you're going to be screaming at the TV, and they advance. Then you're going to be feeling, well, I don't know what's going to happen against Michigan State. They're going to linger in the first half, but they're going to lose by six points. And then you're going to, Jim, walk around and say, we had Michigan State. We had (laughs) them. In all actuality, you know... They keep it close against Michigan State but lose. So I do see them win one game, but then Michigan State k- takes care of business in a, in a good game, in, in, in a good game that will, you know, at the end of it, you'll say as a Syracuse fan, glad they made it, glad they beat Dayton. And man, we almost beat Michigan State. Who's in the Final Four and possibly mm-hmm. uh, the championship game? Because I love Tom Izzo. I love this Michigan State team, and I see them going pretty far in this.
0: Well, then let's kick it to the next uh, question. Who's going to win the tournament? you got 68 teams here.
2: Well, the first thing I'm going to tell you is a five-seater hire is going to make the final four. And and I just feel that because there's Which so one? much. Yeah, it's the greatest question. <laughs> I'll answer it at the end. But I'll pick somebody on a whim. But I just see it this year as the ones aren't great, the twos aren't as good as the ones and, and some you know somebody's gonna get hot a, a team that you look at and say oh man they played terrible the last couple weeks of the season like Syracuse who lost five out of six Io who lost out of, a, a lot of games towards the end um you know there's a lot of teams that fumble towards it one of those teams is gonna get hot and they're gonna they're gonna beat somebody big because the bigs aren't great you know the, yeah. the Kansas I think you know unlike Brad I, I think they got a great chance of going I love Michigan State as a two and Carolina as a one. I could. If Carolina lost in the second round, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, you know, there's usually you look at this and say, "Man, this team's going to do really good," and everybody's got them. Your office bracket is going to be wide open this year. But um, the team that cuts down the net is going to be Michigan State. Okay. As Syracuse's potential
0: second round opponent. Sorry about that, Jim. Yeah, no. hey. Valentine's is a type of player that can. Uh,
2: and I, I like Kansas a as a one seed to get to the Final Four. I don't like Carolina to get to the Final Four, even though you know, people have been talking about how great they are and, and, and this and that. I, I do love Marcus Page, and obviously Bryce Johnson's great. But um, they're susceptible, and I think Roy Williams is as overrated coach as it comes in Division one. Um, so I. So I don't see that. But I'll let Brad get his pick, and I'll come back with my five or better seed that makes <laughs> the Final Four.
0: All right, Brad, so who do you have to win it all? Don't say Pittsburgh. Don't say Pittsburgh. I know you probably cause got Pittsburgh because as they much used... as
1: it doesn't add to the to the flavor of the variety of the show, I, I go exactly with Corsey, I go with Michigan State. I had them written down before the show started. I just think they the Tom Izzo is probably the best tournament coach in this tournament, and I realize he doesn't have as many championships as a guy like Szczesny or even Roy Williams, but he does more with less in this tournament. And now he's actually got the horses. And I mean, we've seen, he's got a national championship under his belt already. I think he can make, he can get it done with this group again. He's got a, he's got a, you know, one of the best players in the field, if not the best player in the field, on his roster, which he's not had in the past since since was in two thousand, I think, when they won with Mateen Cleese and that group. Um, I think they, I, I think they're the class of this term. I think they beat Oklahoma in the finals. A great, great game. Denzel Valentine and Buddy Heald going head to head in the finals. I love that game. If that happens, but I like Michigan State.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna go with a little bit of a different uh, take on things. I'm going with Virginia. Like I said, they're the one team that I hope Syracuse doesn't have to play and I think they got a other than Michigan State potentially a fairly uh relatively to the other number one seeds, I think they got the easiest path. And they have the experience. They just won their conference tournament and I think they got as good a chance as anybody. I have more confidence in picking a Virginia to get there. Than I do in North Carolina or in Oregon, um, you know I almost like Texas A and M in Oklahoma better in the West than Oregon and uh, and Kansas is is obviously a solid pick. You'll see tons of people writing Kansas in oh, there sure. on the one line and getting them right through. But uh, I think in my master bracket, I'm going to probably take Virginia. So.
1: Yeah, I like I Virginia. Pick. I was tempted to take them, especially against Michigan State. I feel like last year was their year. I feel like they had a better club last year. Yeah, they couldn't oh, get it sure. done last year, and this year they're just a step below where they were a year ago. But
2: Bragden's uh, a year that's older. Gonna, that's going to hurt them. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think they were better last year, but I think it's a weaker field. Um, you know, I looked at that. You know, I told you about that five seed. I uh, looking at that. Yeah, who you got? In. Well, I, I, Arizona's a good five seed. I like them. Um, I don't see them really getting past Kansas, although they could. And the funny thing is, is I got Purdue beating Virginia as that 5 seed. Purdue in the final four, Jim. Mark it down now.
0: Yeah, they're decked.
2: And their front court's real formidable. They're big. Big 10, you know, played Michigan State great today. Um, you know, very similar to Virginia and the fact that they lost to a great team in their conference final. Um,
0: the Boilermakers.
2: The Boilermakers. So,
0: hey, we could have been sitting here tonight talking about, uh, uh, the, you know, who we we're playing in the NIT, and this would have been the last episode of the podcast, and we'd be talking about next year. But hey, it all starts anew. It all starts anew. For the last two months, everything that we've been doing as Syracuse fans has been wondering if we're going to be in or out. Are we on the bubble now? Are we off the bubble? All every game, it changed. That's all behind us. Now we're in, just like these other sixty seven teams. I think um I think if you rank these teams sixty eight to one, we probably come in somewhere in the low thirties. Maybe a little higher. And uh and I think anybody in the top thirty five could win it. Any of the top thirty five teams in this tournament could win I, it. I
2: agree. I was watching I think it was CBS because I was something back and forth between C B S and ESPN, but you know they said you know, you can't count on your fingers and toes how many teams can win it, and I, I couldn't disagree with you disagree with that more. I, I kind of I don't know about thirty five, but I agree that there's fifteen to twenty teams, and, you, and you'll see as the tournament goes that you know that that could win it because because the the one seeds and the two seeds aren't great, you know.
0: Yeah, it's the nature of college basketball nowadays. <laughs> it's not as good a product at the top.
2: You could see just, a, you know, like a Chris Dunn from Providence. He's a senior. He's got, you know, he's got the ability to take over games. He could, he could will Providence to three, four wins and, you know, go, go to the Final Four. Yep.
0: Or lose to USC. Or, yeah. <laughs> you know, bounce out to the Trojans. That's the crazy you know? part of it. But, hey, uh, um, Brad, thanks for calling in tonight. And uh, we'll see what we're talking about next week. It may be, you know, next week's either our last episode or the beginning of something really special. many here in the month of march and uh corzy thanks for coming down the road po- coming up here having a c- couple beers and uh talking some hoops appreciate yeah. it yeah
2: hey sorry <laughs> yeah i appreciate coming down and uh i always love talking march madness it's my favorite thing in the whole wide world
0: so q's nation get ready for it here it comes thursday bright or friday friday, friday bright and early twelve fifteen. uh off of work now What's and the, uh, make your plans.
2: Office production going to be like in the in the area? Not very good, right?
0: Probably not. Uh, a lot of Q's fans. Will, you know, a lot of bandwidth know. being used up streaming. Yeah, so. for sure. But uh, thanks everybody for for spending some time with us here on the Upstate Orange Podcast Special Selection Sunday Edition. I'm Jimson Senacropi for Kevin Korzeniak and the Professor Brad Connor. Have a good night. Uh, enjoy the tournament. Fill out those brackets and let's go Orange.